0: So what if you wanna buy a business that runs largely on bidding for contracts to do service work? I've been talking a lot lately with people who are running into these types of opportunities. Let's see what I think. Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, and iTunes podcast where I talk about buying, selling, managing, financing, small and medium-sized businesses, and anything else that people wanna send me questions about. Don't forget that if you enjoy this video and others like it that I've done, please subscribe to the channel, uh, or more importantly, get on my email list because people who get on the email list get everything before it goes public to everyone else. This week, I've been dealing with a couple of different clients who are looking at businesses that are driven largely by contracts. And so I've been doing a lot of work on this. I wanted to share some of the highlights of contract businesses. So if you think about plumbing companies, electrical businesses, these types of companies, there's basically two ways that these businesses operate. You can have a plumbing outfit, for example, that does a lot of service work. Homeowners, apartment building owners are calling them regularly. They develop this regular clientele. And so they they build, quite literally, a regular group of customers, even if they only call once a year or twice a year, but there's this regular momentum of retail sales let's say where homeowners are calling them up maybe it's a $300 bill or something like this but they're they're always getting called back and and that the that market momentum is really what is goodwill in a business so when you when you pay for a business because it's a good profitable cash flow and you're interested in having that continuing cash flow a business like that really is a great buy because you have actual goodwill in the community. People think highly of the brand, of the name, etc. and they choose to call that company. Now the other way though that a plumber for example could do business is to go around bidding on tenders. So bidding on projects like new apartment buildings, hotels, this kind of thing. And the, the problem with this is while the numbers can be big and you can make a lot of money it's not building a regular sort of clientele. That's always going to call back. They, they could be doing business with the same general contractors over and over again, but those guys, they're still tendering the contracts. Every time they're, they're asking for prices from several different plumbing firms, and they know that all of them are going to be able to deliver and, and do the service. So if you're going to buy one of these businesses, You know, which one is preferable? The one who has a real clientele of retail customers that keep coming back, or the one who keeps chasing after one job after another? Clearly the value is in the regular clientele. So I'm working with a client who's looking at one of these types of businesses that bids on contracts, and the sales have been going up every year, but some of these contracts represent 20 to 25% of the annual sales. And they're not recurring contracts. They're one-time jobs and then they're done, right? And so when the buyer goes to look at these businesses, what's happening is the business broker, of course, is using the past performance and projecting growth into the future saying, here's the regular income, cash flow, et cetera, for this business. And therefore it's worth, well, you know the story, it's worth like a million dollars, right? So, but the problem is there's no order book showing that kind of revenue already booked to come in over the next 24 months so really what you're doing is in this case is a buyer is being asked to pay for a business based on its past performance with no assurance guarantee or indication of any kind that this kind of performance is going to continue into the future because those contracts and bids haven't been secured worse still in situations like this one of the hazards is that sellers who know that they're going to be selling their business could underbid projects in order to fill their order book and a buyer ends up buying a business with a bunch of unprofitable jobs that have to be done further putting financial strain on the buyer. So, So what happens with these businesses because obviously there's still a value there but you know there's no assurance that the cash flow is going to continue. But the company is well known, they're able to do contracts, et cetera. What on earth do you do? Well, this is one of those situations that is unfortunate for sellers because it means that the seller usually has to continue and be involved in the business for much longer than most sellers want. So they're gonna get tied into the deal because often it's their expertise in pricing jobs and their contacts in the industry to, to be able to get these jobs they have to continue to do that kind of work until the buyer is fully up to speed. And it usually isn't months, we're talking sometimes years. And secondly, what often has to happen is the goodwill of the business is not going to be based upon what's happened in the past because past performance is no guarantee of future performance if you're just bidding on jobs, right? What happens if there's a downturn? What happens if there's no jobs? What happens if a new competitor comes along and underbids you, right? So almost in every case, there ends up being some kind of earnout scenario where a buyer comes along and he pays for physical assets, inventory, that kind of thing. But then the seller has to go away receiving payments over time based not on his past performance, but on the actual go forward performance of the business based on their ability to secure more of these contracts, just like the seller was doing when he owned it. So it's not the kind of business that you wanna build if you're trying to cash out and get a great multiple of earnings, etc. cetera. It really is fighting for each new customer every day and then once you make money off of them, you don't necessarily develop any kind of goodwill in the business like, for example, a plumber who's serving homeowners and small apartment owners who aren't going to go tendering jobs every time they're going to rely on the reputation of the person and just make that phone call. Anyway, if you've got more questions, please send them in. Um, And secondly, if you're going to go out and buy a business, if your plan is to buy a successful, profitable business in the next year, there's still room in my 2018 Buy a Successful Business Accelerator Program. Go to davidcbarnett.com, look at the 2018 tab, click on it and you can apply. You have to apply, it's not for everyone. There are only eight spots and people have already been applying for some of them. This will not last. So if you want to join a group that is going to work together with me directly, meeting more than once a month, analyzing deals together, working through negotiations together so that not only do you get to learn from me, but you get to learn from the direct experience that other people in the group are having in finding, negotiating, packaging, financing, et cetera, their deals. This is going to be the way to do it. You will not get an opportunity to learn like this from anywhere else. So go to davidcbarnett.com, click on the 2018 tab, and apply for your spot. Uh, The group begins in January in earnest, but there will be a kickoff event in November for people that are part of the group at that time. Thanks. We'll see you next week. And be careful out there. There's a lot of shady deals. Talk to you soon.